by the sea I'll tell you everything you needed to believe Recorded messages and texts Communication at its best as me Hello, hello, hello. Hello, this is Josh. And you're listening to The Family Cast, where food and music is life. Yes, this week's guest is my man, my fellow Greek, Frankie Chukalis. It looks like something different when you look at the letters, but you say Chukalis. That's Greek for you. I mean, you've heard the saying, it's all Greek to me. Maybe it has something to do with that. But back to the show, it is The Family Cast, and Frankie is not only a musician in two bands... He's also a food industry worker, namely at a rad restaurant in the Chicagoland area. And the name is Sovereign. They are part of the Minor Threat restaurant group. No joke. I didn't know that till like after our conversation, but that's pretty cool because I'm a huge fan of Minor Threat. And Frankie, I've known for a long, long time. He's an excellent musician. He plays bass in much the same who have... uh, a few records put out. They've been on Nitro Records. They've been on, on AF Records. Their newest one was released on Thousand Island Records. Um, and one, another label, I can't remember, because it was two labels, because it was internationally distributed. And he's also in Burn Rebuild. He plays bass and he sings in that band. So two bands. I will play some of his music from both of them on this episode. And thank you for listening once again. This is... Uh, you know, we're getting into, I guess, the, the teenage years of the show, if you will, because we've passed the uh, number, you know, we passed the tween mark. So we're in the teens, and this is a fun episode because Frankie is a fun dude. We get to talk to him about his pups. He's a dog rescue guy. He adopts, he fosters, he dog sits, he has dogs as pets, and he is uh, he's all about the Chicagoland scene for music, for food, for sports. We talk about all that. He's a you know, comic book nerd like myself. He loves movies. So we just have a, we, I don't know. It was just a really fun one. And um, another, another thing is I didn't talk. I don't think we talked about it on the episode too much, but um, we didn't talk about the name origins of much the same band and how they kind of changed it around. But I'll let you do some of that research for yourself. So there's a lot of fun stuff in the show notes this week, uh, you know, animal rescue, different music, different things like that. Uh, we're, we are that much closer to the giveaway, launching the giveaway soon, I promise. I just got to get some more goodies for everybody. And and on top of that, it is now, uh, what, mid-April, so hopefully you've got your taxes done. Friendly reminder. I hate that word. <laughs> I hate that phrase. Friendly reminder. But anyways, tax season is almost there upon us done and then we move on to other things summertime i don't know so anyways i hope you're all staying healthy and getting wearing your mask getting vaccinated that kind of stuff uh if you aren't um i don't know what to say but i just want to say um please uh don't get sick and don't get anyone else sick so do it if you can if you if you're not doing it um i don't know i i have no words anyways this week's show is about to start and I'm going to send you into the into the conversation with Frankie with a little bit of his bass playing from their song Snake in the Grass. Here we go on the Family Cast. Let's dig in. Try to keep 
All right. Rocking and rolling. Look at that. We made it happen. We did. Hi, Frank. Hi. Hi How have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the family cast this week is Mr. Frankie T, or as some people call him, Frank. Um, I, I say Frankie because it's cooler. Um, it is cooler. Yeah. And it's it's Chukalas, right? Yes, dude. You you nailed it. Okay, right. Nailed well, it. Well, you know, I am I am half Greek, so yeah. we can get that. Yeah, we can get that. Blood out. of my blood. <laughs> Son, sons of the of the country of anyways and not well to be honest i'm not too in touch with my greek side of my family because but but it's in it's there somewhere you know it's, oh sure i mean this dude, we're, i always <laughs> say like i was you know genetically predisposed predispositioned to be doing the work that i'm doing right now exactly you know exactly like that's it remember remember when i said my dogs would be barking and that could be a uh-huh. thing like that- hang on one sec josh but, hey okay, okay sure all right, I got two dogs, everybody, and um, I just adopted a two-year-old pit mix who's just having a blast right now. So, and nice. torturing my other animals. So, um, I apologize if I have to, you know, every now and then you're just gonna hear me doing the hey, hey, like, you know, <laughs> hey, ho, let's right. Go. So, the what do you mean you adopted the like you're gonna keep the dog or you're like taking? Yeah, care totally. Of it? So she, I, uh, I wanted to get another dog really bad. I have a 14 year old Chihuahua, and uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get another pup. And like, I, I, I don't know if everybody else knows this, but during the pandemic, like the shelters emptied out, which is awesome, but it made getting a dog like <laughs> damn near impossible. Yeah. And yeah. the, you know, kudos to the rescues for going through the uh, vetting process that they do. But like, I, there was a point where it was like, yeah, you can't have Rosie cause she doesn't like the school district and you know, blah, blah, blah. It was like any reason for me not to adopt a dog that it wasn't going to work. Oh. Um, and I was very fortunate to have some friends help me out. This one uh, over here, you can't see her. Maybe you'll see her if she jumps up here. But um, <laughs> she came through an animal rescue or animal control, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, some friends that were knew how I wanted to get the dog were affiliated with that animal control. And they were just like, do you want to try to foster to own this dog? And I did. And I love her to death. And she's a very special thing. But yeah. she's a baby. She needs some work. Like she, she needs some, she needs some attention. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good girl though, man. Her name's Bodie. I love her. She's cool. cool. Like I said, she'll probably jump up here in a minute, but is that, is that Bodie from point break? That, that no, everybody. That? So, okay. I have a confession to make. I've never actually really seen point break, but, <laughs> and I feel like it's like such a staple for so many people, but um, awesome. no, it's not like a guy I work with actually asked that. Now it's actually from uh, I love Joe Hill is an author. And, um, his graphic novel lock and key that they made in the Netflix series recently. It's like one of my all time favorite comic mm-hmm. books. Okay. And, uh, so Bodie is the name of like a little boy in the comic. And I just thought it was a really cute name. So I gave it to a little girl dog. Pretty so, dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you so, go. So, so with the animals in the house, do you, uh, do you play, you know, do you play your bass and like kind of calm them down or do they get riled up when you're playing like, crazy? you know, it's funny. So, okay. So I mainly play guitar when I'm here, like I'm a bassist, okay. like by yeah. nature, but like when I'm at home, I usually, I write everything for the most part on guitar. Okay. Um, but it is funny. I could just be playing a mishmash of chords and yes, no, it tames the savage beast. They totally fall asleep and just like, and even Perfect. if it's like some like gnarly, like shred chords, like they're still like, just like, if I can fall asleep. I have no, well, I have human animals. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I got the yeah. human animals running around here. With, uh, right. Uh, no, the wife's allergic, so no, nothing to nothing around here for you know that kind of animal. Well, I mean, my daughter has a frog. Okay. And, uh, so it's not quite as um, intense as having you know four-legged puppers running around, but no. um, still there. But you know, it's something to take care of. But <laughs> no, for <laughs> sure. Are you? Um, I see that you have animals on your Chicago flag. Is that? Um, does that mean something significant to yourself or is that an actual like Chicago thing? Oh, totally. So there's, this is kind of cool. So I have two other uh, pups that I had. These are all where the, the, where the Chicago stars would be. Those are like dogs mm-hmm. that were mine. So there's a okay. border collie. There's my Chihuahua that I still have another pit and then just the star at the end because, well, that was the end of the dog line. But I don't know if you know the band Counterpunch. Yeah. Um, the Brian, their ex guitarist who, was also in like a Chicago local band. We used to play with back and they called all else fails. He made that. And like, he donates okay. like proceeds to charity from when you buy them, these from him and they're beautiful, awesome pieces. Nice. Like it's okay. one of my favorite things I have in my home. So yeah, man, That's it cool. does mean something. And it also like went to a good cause and a good friend made it. And- nice. Yeah. I love that. I'll, I'll put some, I'll link to that in the show notes and stuff like that. That's cool. You know? Yeah. Um, but so let's, let's take it back to, you know, early days of, of Frankie, you know, little, little Greek Frankie running around Chicagoland terrorizing the neighborhood or the Greek Orthodox community, or I don't know, like, uh, how did, how did, what's it? Are you born in Chicago? No. Okay. So I'm not like born in Chicago proper by any means. Okay. Um, but like, I'm, I don't know, 20 miles outside the city. So mm-hmm. and in Illinois, the way we say it is like everywhere is 20 minutes away with no traffic. And it's the honest <laughs> to God's truth. Like, so I'm like 25 minutes away from Chicago, roughly. Um, I've lived in Chicago proper um, when I was like in my late twenties, but I'm from the suburbs at the end of the day. It's just like when you tell people, you're like, Oh, where are you from? I'm from Crestwood, Illinois. What the fuck? I'm from Chicago. Like yeah, yeah. That, totally. that's the period to that sentence. I don't have to explain. Well, technically it's well, right. Like from Chicago, Michael Jordan, everything's awesome. Yeah. It only um, matters to people who are from Chicago, where, where you're from in Chicago. Right. If you say, oh, yeah, no, like, I'm a total if you guys go to, if you guys go to the festival in Germany, you say, Chicago, we're a Chicago band. Everyone, you yeah, know, I, mean, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to be like, hey, we're from Crestwood, Oak Lawn, Berwyn, and Streamwood via Santa Barbara. Yeah, and what LA. Like, <laughs> Chicago, man. End it. Like, yeah, and some German in the background is like, woo, Crestwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so That's I'm awesome. from the Burbs, um, and I, I am. I grew up uh, Greek Orthodox, which is funny because, like, I've, I've always said, like, there's no Greek punks. Like we're like so few <laughs> and fucking far between like being a part of that ch- church community was really weird. It's not right. like a lot of the non-denominational stuff I went to like in high but they school. Party. They like going, to party, you know, what's up. They like to party. They like to get down at the Greek Orthodox church, you know, like, Oh hell yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, no, they love like dancing Uzo yeah. and Metaxa and yeah, no, they throw down, but like, um, like those are two very contrasting cultures. Yeah. Which is like funny because like I started going to like youth groups and stuff in high school and seeing like how like non-denominational it was. And it was just like seeing kids with lip, lip rings and blonde hair and like there was punk music and ska music and stuff like that. But there was also <laughs> God like made my head explode because like at my church, that shit wasn't going to fly. Yeah. Like by any means. Like, yeah. It was very interesting. Like that like super traditional like religious background, like totally rejected like all that stuff. I remember my mm-hmm. dad like 
I'd be listening to Green Day like during Lent. What are you listening to this during like this holy time? It was like such a fucking serious thing. Uh, um, yeah. You know, so, so pretty strict. Pretty, uh, pretty devout Orthodox family. Uh, that, yeah, they are. At this point, uh, truth be told, I'm I'm more spiritual atheist at this point mm-hmm. in my life. But like my my father still very hardcore practicing. My brother, his family, very hardcore practicing. I mean, like I celebrate Easter as a form of camaraderie with my family, which mm-hmm. of course Greeks had to make a different fucking Easter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because they yeah. like we're not no, we're not sharing this. Um, yeah. But I mean, like you know that festival of food and beverage, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, I know, which is part of what we're here to talk about too. Yeah, like it, yeah. It's phenomenal. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Like it's the, it's the biggest smorgasbord that you can be a part of for a family function. There's not mm-hmm. a vegetable in sight because everybody's been fasting for like 40 days. <laughs> um, I just want to get down on the meat on the land. Oh, dude, it's just all getting uh, down on meat. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting this year because I gave up eating a lot of meat. So I don't know. I don't right. know how it's fair. But, yeah, I wanted to talk about that too. Uh, there's a lot to talk about actually, because um, not only have we not toured together for a while, but um, you know, I saw, I can, I see that you, you know, you're you're beer tending, you're probably working in, in the food and beverage industries in hospitality. What what was your first professional path, music or hospitality? I mean, hospitality was just always conducive to being in a touring band. Yeah, you know, sure. it was pretty easy totally. as a young kid to get like off your shifts and go on tour. Yeah. Um, I was mainly delivering pizzas when I first started. I mean, like when I was 14, my dad, you know, like I said, a bunch of stereotypical Greeks. My dad worked in a Greek diner. He worked in a greasy <laughs> spoon place. Um, and I would like bust tables there over the mm-hmm. summer. I did some line cooking for like 10 seconds. and was like, this sucks. And uh, I didn't, I don't have the skin <laughs> for it, man. I didn't. Yeah. And I was also like 15. I was waking up at like five in the morning. It was not cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I basically have always been FOH, which is front of house for anybody who doesn't understand that restaurant yeah. terminology, um, like serving and uh, doing that. And it's, you know, when I was younger, it was just a job um, yeah. to get me through like whatever. But I, I, I love food and beverage and like I take my shit very seriously these days. And I still think I say like, oh, if I'm doing this when I'm like 50 or whatever, I'm just like, Shut up you know you're still going to be doing this like what do you what in do you, some in some pretending? capacity somehow yeah why don't i yeah. why am i pretending that i'm not going to be doing this it's not a bad thing at all uh mm-hmm. by any means mm-hmm. i love food and drink you, you know? love it yeah yeah what do you what do you have there what do you have in your glass there so i have what's called temple of dandera um I, they, people can't see this right right there's going to be no I, video i can this. they can yeah. I, I mean i can make it that way so this is um Nice. A beer that is a combination of many local craft brewery and bottle shops. Um, actually, four to be exact. One is called the Open Bottle. The other is called Crafted. Those are both bottle shops. They're not like brewery proper, mm-hmm. but they're vested in local craft beer um, as well as beer across the country. Um, and then you have Hailstorm Brewery, which is in Tinley Park, which is right down the road from like where I'm at right now. And then also Milk Money Brewery, which is a brand new brewery. Uh, in what's a town called LaGrange, Illinois. And this is in affiliation with what's called the Pink Boot Society, which is yeah. a coalition of, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is like their beer. They brewed it on International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it's delicious. There's like a weird sweetness to it for like, a, it's a pale ale, I guess. 
is what it is at the end of the day. And I was actually texting one of the brewers and I was like, what is the sweetness? But I didn't get a proper answer. So <laughs> I don't feel confident in like throwing my two cents. And I mean, I know there's caramel malt in it. And, yeah. I'll um, look it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll get to the bottom of it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I got in the craft breweries. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and that totally. really set off like, um, I worked in that for like probably the last six, seven years. And now I'm at a place called Sovereign, which is fantastic. I couldn't love my job more. I'm not just saying that because I'm like, yeah, uh, talking about this. Like it's a farm to table restaurant. I don't know. I, I've been eating there for years and I've never had a bad meal. I think as a server, you can like, Sometimes you get people for the first time and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to answer a bunch of questions. This is going to be, uh. <laughs> and there I'm like, cool, man, we're going to have a good time. There's so many good things yeah, like that. I am like pumped to give an experience on it's, it's good owners, good coworkers. I love it. So, you, so. so you're not in uh, you, were you at 350 brewing for a while? I was at 350 brewing. That was my first brewery experience. And then I went on to become like there. I was just like a key holding employee, uh, manager type, not proper. Um, and then I went on to 18th street brewery where I did uh, front of house managing and left for a quick period of time and came back as the director of operations and, and then left there, went to this place called arrow. I did a lot of bouncing around for a minute. <laughs> yeah. This place called arrowhead brewery, uh, which was owned by a good friend of mine. And then, yeah, now I'm at sovereign. And I dig that. I do a little bit of corporate restaurant shit too. Like I uh, bartend at PF Chang's like twice a week. And there's nice. like stark differences between small business sure. and corporate businesses. I'm sure you know, but like it's, totally, yeah. But I love Sovereign. Sovereign's a great job. Great job. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to visit. I'll have to check it out. And like, you know, like I like to hear all these places that people, um, especially when people love the place they work. You know, it makes a big difference. Um, I looked at your page um, today. And is that plating you that's on the Facebook page uh, for Harvest Kitchen? Yeah, yeah, that's you, dude. That is beautiful food. Thank you. That is <laughs> absolutely gorgeous food. There's the new photo you guys posted today. It was like from five or six hours ago, and it looks like I don't know if it's like a beet puree that you oh, have. That might be. Um, that might be. Let me look at it real quick. That might be somebody. We do a lot of vegan cooking for. Uh, we cook for Dr. Bronner's. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have a, I have a whole team of people that, that, um, are doing that whole part of the, the cooking. So let's see. Harvest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I'm on the Facebook thing, but you know, it, it, I give credit to a lot of my cooks too. Like basically everyone who's working there can, can make beautiful food too. So that helps, you know? No, for sure. That's uh. but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I oversee all of that and, that's one thing that I talk about on a couple of past episodes is like, um, I mean, we'll totally get into this music too. Like, uh, I listen to like converge and Dillinger escape plan and like all this stuff when I'm be- to make those plates. Yeah. To, so, so my mind can go, my, my mind has all this like, like around me so I can be like, Nope, I need to do because when it's like kind of too mellow, sometimes it's, I kind of like start to ADHD wander all over the place and, not focus maybe because I'm, I'm so into like maybe the music or whatever, or I don't know what it is, but like when I make those plates that you're seeing on pictures, it's like, gah, 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 you know, like whether it's punk or hardcore or whatever, but so like, you know, some, some, some of our bands that we've toured with or mm-hmm. even record songs that we've recorded or made are on some of the playlists and stuff like that. Cause uh, it gets me pumped up. And then, uh, you know, I want to 
I want to have some fun in the kitchen. And, and it shows, I think it shows on the plates too. Like, or like if you're, and I've been a server and I've been in front of house too. So I think, I think it all just show goes to show, uh, you know, it, it, it exudes out of you, like kind of what's your, what's your mentality is maybe like, you know, if you're PMA, like positive mental, or if you're like, you know, um, I don't know, just into people or into, into the food or into that drink that you have, you know, like you, you, you like that, those brewers and you like pink boot society. So you want to drink it and say, this is good. I literally like this and you should try it too. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. It's totally like a, it's almost like a, men, a state of men, mentality, but it's also like, it just should be a natural. It should be a natural flow. Like, like when you're writing your songs or you're serving yeah. or you're being chef or making music, or I feel like it should be, it should be a natural flow. And then it's, those are some of the best songs when it feels like that natural unforced. Right. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, you ask most artists in their songwriting and, you know, they'll tell you that their best work is the stuff like the songs that were, I can't take credit for this poetic description, but Matt Skiba said like they're gifted to you. Like a song is like gifted to you mm-hmm. and like, and, and it's the ones that you like, it's a flow. Yeah. It's done. It probably took like not all that long to yeah. bang out. And sometimes it's like the quickest, like it just kind of comes out and it, and it works like, and it just works, you know. Did you have any yeah. song? Have you written any songs like that where it's like some of your better songs or some of your ones that came out really fast, like or not speed wise, but like naturally flew out of you really fast? And then, oh like, sure, yeah. That uh, off the last record, you used to have a garden. Um, I wrote that quick, like that was <laughs> I. I had the uh, chorus line, like the first line to the chorus, and I remember like I sent it to the like we're a very collaborative band, extremely yeah. collaborative band, and it's a blessing and a curse. I love that we have four songwriters, but that's four people with very strong opinions. All right. All right. Um, so, but like, so I run everything by them because I know that if it doesn't pass the test, like there's no reason to, to necessarily pursue it. Or sometimes I'll take it to my other band, you know, every now and then I'm like, okay, this isn't much the same, but you know, maybe I can, you know, work with this with my other band. Um, well, do you write I songs? I, sorry. I'm sorry. I was saying, do you write songs specific to each band or do you write a song? Oh, says, there's times I know whoever wants it or no, there's times I know like straight up. I'm like, this is my other band's called Burn Rebuild. Like that's like, I'm like, this is a Burn Rebuild song. Like, okay. I'll know it from the get go. And also this is a much the same song that does happen. But mm-hmm. there are times I'm like, this could go either way, you know? Yeah. And it depends on which band needs the most work at that time. I'll be like, whether it's like, okay, much the same is really right. right now, so I'm going to bring it to them first. The Burn Rebuild's working yeah. really hard. Then I'll bring it to Burn Rebuild first and we'll see like who digs it, you know? Um, yeah, that's cool. So, but um, yeah, that you used to have a garden song that could have been either band in my opinion, actually, but much the hmm. same as writing a record. So I remember I had the chorus line. I said it to Chris. It's uh, the one that's like, uh, shit, I can't remember the lyrics to my own song uh, <laughs> where it's like, oh, like you're afraid you won't see me in heaven, heaven but I don't see you now anyway. And Chris is like, that's a really gunner for those of you who don't know his name is also Chris. Um, he he was like, that's a great line. He's like, I think you need to like pursue that. There was no melody. There there really wasn't oh. anything. And one night I was just home and you know, fucking around on guitar and found the melody for that line, was able to write the rest of it. And dude, it's shit out. Like it just that song took me like a day and a half tops to write. And probably just because I was lazy about it. Like I wrote like a verse in the course, like walked away. For the rest of the night, and I just came back to the next day, and it was super quick. Like sent it to the guys, 
Chris demoed it immediately. That's how I knew like they liked it because like, yeah, we're all busy dudes. Like, you know, you could send an email and I've said, you look like the Narcos meme waiting for everybody to get back to you about mm -hmm. what you think about what, you know, you sent or what they think about what you sent. So that was like, right. quick. Chris had a demo for the vocals. Like we got to work on it and it was awesome. And nice. Yeah. So I don't know that I've had any others other than that. How long but is the I'll typical... take that one because I'm happy with it. Nice. Yeah, that one's good. Like, I mean, to be honest, that record is, you know, it's, it could be like a, a good life's work. You know, if you guys, it, sometimes I like to say, if there was never another song that I wrote, this could be great for me to end on or whatever. So like. Oh, you know, totally. And like, dude, don't get me wrong. We're not breaking up everybody, but like. We've no, had no, that no, no. I'm not saying, we've I'm not wishing that like, either, but. But no, like as a band, like we've talked about, like after we're done with that record, like sometimes it comes up like, you guys want to keep doing it? And it's not like, do you want to keep doing it? It's like, okay, we just did this. Yeah. This is really, really cool. Do we want to keep going? Everybody go with their life. And because now that comes first, you know, yeah. it's like, how, how are you doing and how good are you feeling about like working with the band as opposed to before it was the opposite, um, yeah. which I'm sure you get like that. Yeah. That's just life consuming when we're younger, but life consumes life now. So yeah, exactly. You know, there's other things that are more important than playing in a punk rock band. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, we have, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's pretty fucking great, but yeah, like, for sure. but we, um, you know, we've had those talks and like, we just decided like, cool, man. Yeah. We want to keep going. But to your point, what I'm getting at in my long ranting is we did say that like, dude, like I I'm totally fine. I'm not trying to sound egotistical. I'd be fine wrapping up life on everything is fine for much the same. I'm cool with that record. It's that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, it's almost like it, with that, you know, when they say, give it your best shot or go out swinging, it's like, not that you're going to stop, but if you did, you could be like, yeah. out of, that's a good accomplishment. Uh, you know? So, I mean, it's good. It's a really good record. So it's really cool that you guys got it on a couple of different labels and like, it's, you know, how, is, is it selling well? I mean, it, has, it seems like it's, everyone's liking it, you know? Yeah. I, I've, I think the response has been positive. I was a little concerned at first because I think it's a little bit of like a poppier side of us, but like we mm -hmm. like pop music and shit. Like Dan and I love Jimmy Eat world, you know, at the end of the yeah. day and stuff like that. And like, not everything has to be machine gun fast to be good. So I know <laughs> that there was like a couple, a couple different, not like so far off the mark, but you know, I was concerned about that. And it seemed like those songs were well received. So like, that's cool. If people don't like it, I don't know, not sound like an asshole. I don't care. I'm just going to write. Well, yeah. You're, well, we're you know? old. I mean, we're it's the, the, the music has matured and hopefully the fans have too. Yeah. Like, I mean, the know. one thing I can, I can promise folks is that like, I can definitely say this and like the band agrees. We will never like write like a slow record. We may like start because then it's not much the same. If we want to write, you know, a super slow like record or like whatever, we should just start other bands. Like much the uh, same skate punk band. Like we're going to play fast. Not to say that we're not going to progress and try new shit, but like don't ever be afraid of like getting a slow record out of us. But like we may write, you just may get more mid-tempo songs. coming. You heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> What's up? Um, I was like, you heard it here on the right? family cast. But like, no, no, yeah. Like, no, we've talked about it. We're like, we will always still play fast. Why? Yeah, Why? Yeah. It's, it's just not going to be. I'll start another band if I don't want to play fast, which I did. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, there's a ukulele song, you know, on the on the album. So, like, it's not. The, it's not. I uh, skip that song almost every time it comes on. I've probably listened to that song. That record's been out, what, a year and a half? I probably listened to. Uh, that song 
less than a dozen times. So you have a, you have a, uh, almost like a, there's a thing that much the same almost needs to be for you, for you, right? Like it's the skate punk band. So you have burn rebuild to Mm -hmm. be another outlet, I guess. So that's like you said, Oh yeah, that's when I want to write like Bayside Alkaline Trio smoking Pope songs. That's like what I want to do with that. And I get to do that there. I love it. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said. Like sometimes I write a song for Burry Bill and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, this is, this is over here. And like vice versa with much the same. Like, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. There's like times I just hear something like Chris needs to sing this song. Like there's like, I need, I need him, you know? And uh, yeah. So that's cool. So like, I mean, do they play, like punk music at your at your current food food establishment and or like you know yeah it's it's it very punk? eclectic um i wouldn't say that like we're like rock and skate punk but like we're doing like a lot of like uh misfit stuff because it's still dining and it's not like overly mm-hmm. yeah, but there's metal don't get me wrong i get surprised like i turn on like i turn around and like i start hearing like i don't know if you know who chemist is but mm-hmm. you know we'll hear like chemist playing and uh a lot of hum because there's been that that, that new, new one's record. good that yeah. new record is so good yeah so that's good. That's come up on a few episodes too. It's like every, everyone seems to be on, on board with that record, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it was such a delight and such like a uh, random drop. It was like, hum's got a new record. It, yeah. And like you get it, to hear like that big sound of hum with like the technology of now for mm-hmm. recording. It's like, exactly. that's a great record, but kinda, to get back yeah. to my work. Yeah. That's like what we play. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely like, I don't know, alt culture, uh, alt culture, if you will, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Everybody there has got a, facial hair and tattoos and fucking <laughs> likes whiskey go figure yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like but it's uh yeah that's the type of place it is and, and it's and it's great i can go to work and like not want to like you know pound my head on a brick wall listening to the same loop of some crap satellite radio mall music you yeah know? so so it's not quite kumas but it's like in the no yeah. but like so here's a perfect example we have a daytime playlist and i convinced one of the managers to put you know, because it's like still punk, but like I convinced him to put on Open Water and The Whaler from Thrice uh, okay. from the Alchemy Index records because like blue, those are super that's, like. That's the the blue one, right? Yeah. yeah. Super ambient, fun, you Lovely. know, chill music. And like, so I get mm-hmm. that. So it's not Deadbolt, <laughs> but it's, you know, still Thrice. And that's mm-hmm. cool. It's good mm-hmm. work, you yeah. know, so I'll take it. Uh, so like, but even like, so like, you know, I bet you could play Smoking Popes and Alcon Trio at, at at your work. You know, like like the yeah. And I've heard the Loved Ones and the Lawrence Arms. It's all like more like the mid the mid tempo stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Amer- Americana sound like uh, totally. I love Chicago it. I love it. Fucking Midwest music. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Um. Th- so then, did you? I know that obviously for those of you that don't know. Frankie is the bass player in much the same, but he's a guitar player and chief songwriter for Burn Rebuild. But no, I don't play guitar in Burn Rebuild. I'm sorry. So you write him on guitar. I still play bass, but I always write on guitar. Yes, yes. I still play bass in Burn Rebuild. Okay. But so what so so bass was your first instrument and you it's been your first since ever? Uh no. I wanted to be a drummer. Okay. That's what I wanted to be. And my parents were just like, Yeah, that's expensive and loud now. Yeah. Um, so, and then I was like, well, why don't I try to sing? And like, I am not a lead singer. Like I sing lead in Burn Rebuild because nobody else wanted to. 
And when it came down to like, I was just writing the songs anyway, it was like, do we really want to enter another opinion into this? Fuck it, I'll do it. This is, we're just here to have a good time. There you go. Um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to sing initially and I was, I was terrible. I was so bad, like really bad. I hope I've come a bit of a way. I but, was too uh, I was, when I started. I was really bad when I started, yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I was bad. Well, in my <laughs> ignorance, I didn't even know that you had to match notes. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to like match the rhythm of this and just go. And I was like, and someone was like, dude, you're tone deaf. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what time. They're like, you're not matching any of the notes of the music. I'm like, you have to do that. Um, <laughs> so, like, my mind was blown. And so he told me, he was like, if you learn a, a you know musical instrument, it'll improve. So I didn't intend to be a bassist. Oh. Like it was just like, well, I, I I intended to be a singer. So I thought I'm like, guitar's way too hard. I'm not mm-hmm. fucking with that. So I was like, I'll just play bass, like just enough to like get my hands on something and hear some notes. And like I just kept playing bass. Uh-huh. Um, and that's just kind of what happened. Um, and I was I turned out to be better at bass and singing as a whole organically <laughs> so i just kept playing bass and that and that's how that happened i really wish i was a, a, a i wish i could be one of those savants that like plays everything mm. like those dudes yeah. that just like literally can get behind i mean playing drums to me in the songwriting process would be amazing because otherwise you're just going to your drummer like there's a i'm sure you know there's a whole language that sounds like it's like ancient where you're like no you need to go like yeah. you know it's like i'd rather just wish i could get behind the kit <laughs> just just you know? like just like do a whole recording of the drum sounds that you want with your mouth and right <laughs> and i'm not i'm not learning fucking pro tools i'm just not it's not gonna happen i'm sure i could yeah. get on garage band or whatever but i'm not gonna do it well stick i mean but... stick with stick with the bass i think i mean i i i've heard we went on tour i've heard you play a bunch of time you're a really good bass player all right, Frankie. Yes, I I needed to jump in here real quick because we didn't. We're not talking about this in the show. I forgot to mention it. But uh, just a quick commercial for these homies. The much the same. They're one of Chicago's best bands. Uh, underrated. You know, they're just they're just super good. Every single musician in the band is is good, and they released a record in two thousand three on Anti Flags label called AF Records. Quitters never win. And what they did was they remixed and remastered it and just re-released it on vinyl. So there's a it's a new album kind of, but you know, an old one re-released. So it's like it's like having it twice, but bigger, better, more improved. So I just wanted to play a little clip of one of my favorite songs they used to do live when we played with them back in the day. So I would say if you're a fan of No Use for a Name or Millen Colin or No Fun at All, if you know who they are, you're gonna love this. It's one of a kind. Um, the song is called One of a Kind also. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a, just a little clip at the beginning to get you pumped up for the, the re-release of the album. So they not only have a new full length out, everything is fine, but also they re-released this Quitters Never Win. So if you never got a chance to see them live or get the record in 2003, now's your chance. You just go to their website, which is muchthesame.com. That's M-U-C-H-T-H-E-S-A-M-E.com. They have all the releases there. 
actually in different countries. So if you're not in the U.S., you can pick a different country to, to buy your record from. They might even have different variants and stuff like that if you are a collector. So, yeah, muchthesame.com. And here is from Queers Never Win, the song One of a Kind. And then we'll get back to the conversation with Frankie on the family cast where food and music is life. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Here you go. I think it's a uh maybe it's meant to be that you're you know that's your thing like you're the bass player in the band no, like, i definitely have like more of a uh, an ear for it but i have always said i think i play bass like a, a dude that wanted to play guitar you know hmm. and like but like that's to my nature you know like hmm. um i love fucking i just i just steal from scott shiplet josh i just yeah, do that for sure. all day like, he, but anytime if anybody ever says I'm good, I'm just like, go watch a video of Scott Shippa playing on Instagram, and, <laughs> and and I just feel bad about myself. I'm like, he's he's so good. That's the bass player from Face to Face. For those of you that don't know, um, and but he's also a good guitarist player too. Oh, he's insane! Since he might be better at guitar than bass. Like, yeah, well, so I forget what Lagwagon song it is off of Trash. He actually plays like the gnarly solo. I can't remember what it is, but that's him. Okay. Um. But like, yeah, no, he shreds. Like, he absolutely shreds. The whole family, and, uh, right? Like, if you, you know, break, boil it down, it's the whole Shiflet family. You know? Yeah, um, bastards. I know. How did they? Oh gosh. Um, but that's cool. Like, so you would say that's your base idol. Like, that's your your him and like Matt Riddle for sure. Because like, I just always like, which is funny because like those dudes are like heavily influenced by Maiden, and I'm not like a huge Maiden fan, mm-hmm. but I love how they took like that sound. And like transferred it into like punk rock, like yeah. that chord bass playing is like, yeah. I've never like, I can, I mean, I can riff a little bit, but I'm never going to be Matt Freeman from Rancid. I'm never going to be that kind of riffer okay. that good. So like, I've always, I always dug that chord picking that those guys do because it's like such like a pretty lead to lend to a song without being like, yeah, overindulgent. You know, you, you can blend that in and make a song really pretty with those like bass pick chords and that clean sound that can come in. For sure. Um, so, yeah, it's like my favorite thing. Like the band has even said to me before, they're like, hey, man, you know, mainly much the same. They're like, we're, we're talking about riffs and songs and whatever. And they're like, can you write a face to face bass line? And I'm just like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. I can. OK, fine. <laughs> got you. I got you. Start. Like, <laughs> done. You know? Yeah. Um, you pull yeah. out a book. You're like, let me see here. This, uh, <laughs> this one right here. Yeah. Is it going to be walk cool. the walk? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely Scott's definitely inspirational even to me and I'm not a bass player. So I think when you can be an inspiration to someone who's not doing it, like, like if you're inspired by that pink boots beer or like, 
you're inspired by it or speaking for myself i'm inspired by another chef or another singer or songwriter like that's when you know it's a good craftsmanship too i think you mm-hmm. know like the, i don't know because i because obviously i'm not i i know that i'm not the best musician or the best chef in the world i'm good at some stuff but i have to you have to constantly be learning i think to to get to get better you have to constantly be humble and learning some things oh you know? totally i went i mean i saw your videos of you like doing like your singing warm-ups you know <laughs> and just yeah. not settling and like growing and I went back today, actually, I was like pretty hyped up to do this. I was, I was just excited to see you and talk to you. I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I threw on Dogwood Records and, you know, I was, you know, you said to yourself, you're like, oh, you know, it's meant to be, stick to, you know, bass. So like, you, you stick to singing, like you're good. And like, those records sound great. You sound yes. great. And like, you know, I imagine that if you do grow, it's like, man, that's going to be a powerhouse voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know my strength. As good as it is. Yeah, I I know where where like I say in cooking or in singing or whatever it is I'm doing. I know where I'm good, um, and I can stick to kind of that good zone or whatever. But like to grow, you kind of have to bend that a little bit. Um, and 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 I know I'm not naive. Dogwood was not for everybody. There's that <laughs> we didn't really sound like how everyone wanted us to sound. But I didn't care because I wanted to sound like no effects or good riddance or whatever. Um, and, and, uh, but it had our own style, I guess, but like, I think to, to your point, like listening to it, it's like, yeah, I could, I mean, I dabble, we have instruments around the house, but like, I don't play, I'm not an instrumentalist. Sometimes I write mm-hmm. some, sometimes I write some melodies on the ukulele or guitar or piano or whatever, but like, uh, you know, my main instrument is inside my body, you know, like <laughs> my throat. But you have your own sound, which is good too. Like you sound like, I was trying to think about it when I was listening to you today and I was like, who does he sound like? And it was like, I guess you could be compared to fat Mike, but like more pissed off for sure. Like, so <laughs> it's like, it's like if Russ Rankin, it's like if Russ Rankin and, and fucking fat Mike, you're their like love child. Yes. I was, the bastard love child of, uh, you know, a, 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 what's it called? A fat records cast off, you know, like, <laughs> um, which, which I'll take, I'll take that, you know? Um, Cause uh, yeah, we were at a, I, I started, that was high school basically that I started that. So I didn't know anything about anything, just in, drawing inspiration from our heroes from the, and I got it no. from the bands that were in snowboarding videos. So, and some of them were not punk bands either. I mean, punk sounding like skate punk, like, as you say, boop, bop, bop, you know, like it was, yeah, right. <laughs> there was like, there was like quicksand and rocket from the crypt and, oh, yeah. uh, and like uh Jawbox and like, um, well, I know your one of your favorites is Body Jar, you know, like yeah, um, dude. So like, it's not always like, you know, the double time stuff, stuff like that. So I totally get inspired inspired by a whole bunch of different musics and cooking styles and stuff like that. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. Like, um, and I and I have room to grow. I'm I can admit that I have room to grow, right? Yeah, can't stop learning. You know, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Um, are you? Do you like? Are you like Chicago person in, in the sense that do you, you like one sport over the other, like baseball, soccer, football, baseball? Like that? At the end of the day, I, uh, I'm a baseball guy, but as you know, I'm sure, you know, man, if you're an executive chef, like how can, it's funny you mentioned this, how consuming mm-hmm. being in charge can be. Yeah. And like, dude, when I was the director of operations at the one brewery, we like, even when I was the key manager at three fifty, 
it was so consuming that like I dude, I stopped watching baseball really for like some years and I was like really a big baseball uh, fan. Um, so I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because like I made it a goal this year because I'm not in charge. I just bartend and serve. Uh-huh. I get to go to work, do my job and like go home. <laughs> no one's yeah. going to bother me. Um, I want like, I have like a, you know, 2021 new year, new me want to watch baseball again. Good. I yeah, I re-upped my uh, MLB app subscription, <laughs> nice. and I still haven't like gotten around to it because like I'm almost not used to it. Like I turned on the notifications the other day. I'm like, no, baseball. Like, sorry, I, I used to love listening to sports radio. I'm a casual Bears fan. Um, in this, I'm not a football fan, but like, I'm like, yeah, go Bears, fuck the Packers. Like, that it's in the, it's like a Chicago like thing that you just fucking do. Yeah. Um, you know, we lived through like a nice little hockey dynasty mm-hmm. in the mid 2000s, so of course that was great. Um, you know, how the fuck am I not going to like the Bulls? I yeah. don't even care if they're shitty. Like I was like, I, I think I talk about the last dance regularly because like, that was like dude, the coolest dude. time to be alive. Was so good. Like the, I was, the- I was in grammar school during that period. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So like watching that was like, that put me in so many places of my youth. Like I'd be like doing this was when good. that happened. It was like really it was clear. To me, like being from, I actually, oh, dude, I got goosebumps. Yeah, like, no yeah, yeah. Like, that was awesome to be uh, <laughs> a part of and a fan of something so great, like the greatest player of all time, probably sure. Yeah. Um, and, and and I hate it when people hate on LeBron. I really like LeBron. I don't want to compare to Michael. I hate that debate. But because uh, I like that's, LeBron, that, that's for a different podcast, right? Like, <laughs> right. That's a very different podcast. Um, but all right. So I won't no, mind but watching, like, but 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 about that documentary, I watched it, and I'm not. I guess I would. I wasn't necessarily a Bulls fan, but I I could appreciate them because I'm I'm from here. So of of course I know how good they were. But the documentary was done really well. I I mean I think I think I might have teared up a couple times. Um, yeah. It was just uh, just really well done. And another thing that inspired me, I, I think when I was done watching about maybe like three quarters of the way through the whole series of documentary, I like went and wrote. I wrote went and wrote music. You know, or yeah. like you know, just inspired you to do something uh, greater than yourself. I went into work in the restaurant, like with a motivation. Yeah. To like be the best I fucking could that day. I shit you not. Like I was so like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to rip shit up. Like I'm going to go slam Duncan. Like I was like, I'm going to get good sales. I'm going to push good food. I'm going to have a great day. Like I'm going to make money on the restaurant money. Like I went in like yeah. with a, with a mindset. Like to nice. Michael Jordan, that shit, um, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I'm, I used to be a Cubs fan growing up. Um, and I know this is like clearly Charlottesque, but I went to the White Sox over the last like half decade, probably. Is that bad? Oh dude, that's like, yeah, it's, it's terrible. You don't switch, but I have my reasons for switching. But no, but can you like both? Uh, if you like both, you just don't care. Well, it's American. I don't know. I don't know. This is like different topics, I guess. But like, I, I just always thought like, well, why not both? Like it's your city. It's like your, your logic makes sense, but like <laughs> not in Chicago. <laughs> why can't, you know, Republicans and Democrats get along? I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, just, it's one it of those doesn't. things. Like if you break that rivalry down and like you said, this is different by podcast, but like, dude, that rivalry goes deeper than two teams. Sure. It's, oh, yeah. it's working it's, class versus the elite. Yeah. 
for some. It's it's a very deep seated kind of thing where like look, if they ever meet in the World Series, I'm fucking leaving town because this district <laughs> burned. As much as I would like want to be at one of those games, like, dude, someone's gonna die. You're gonna hear about somebody dies. Like yeah, sadly, yeah, because I feel you are ridiculous in those situations. And yeah, it was I couldn't imagine being there, like, I'm leaving town. Like that's when that's when much the same goes on tour in like Japan or something. Like Please. Um, yeah. Please. Never been and still on the list. Do it. On, make make it happen. Make it happen. So um I know that obviously we had a you know, March of 2020 started a whole different world for the whole world. But uh, did you, were you starting to do veganism before that or vegetarianism before that? Or I know you kind of went into that during lockdown, right? So, yeah, I've, um, I've, no, I've always had an interest in it. And on the recent tours that much the same has done, I tend to eat like more vegetarian just because it was like healthier. Like, yeah, it is just, you know, you're just, eating whatever somebody's putting in front of you. And I'm, you know, pretty, I like to take care of my body. The only thing I really do with my body is, is drink. That's like the bad thing. But like I eat very, very, very well. And I'm very conscious about what I put in. So when I would go on tour, I would do a lot of vegetarian eating just because I knew it was like probably the cleanest option. And then, right. you know, just as I've been growing older in general, my, my compassion for animals has just grown. It's just happened. Um, like I can't watch a movie where a dog dies. Like I'm going to that does the dog right. die com like before like all these movies, which is extreme. Yeah. Like you don't know yeah. what it took me to fucking watch John Wick. Um, but God, the gratification of watching him do those people, what he did for killing his dog was was incredible. But yeah, long story short, man, I <laughs> it's always been there and like COVID, uh-huh. you know, if I can take one benefit from it, it was the you know, it was the first time I'm kind of cooking for myself uh-huh. and I had time. I was laid off. You know, and it was like, well, might as well. I got time. I can start researching this mm-hmm. and, and trying to do it well, because like I'm very much I don't like buying pre-marinated things. I don't like doing stuff like that. So like I know they sell. I don't know. I still don't know what's called Satan or Satan, but like I know they sell it in the store, but I wanted to make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I wanted to make it myself. I, I, I bought raw tempeh instead of, you know, marinated tempeh. Like nothing. Cause I want to understand food. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And, yes. uh, and, and I want to, and I also want to cook it and know that it's going to be to my tastes and specifications and my body and my health and so on and so forth. So I, I would go in phases. Like one was like, all right, I'm going on a hardcore tofu phase with beyond meat phase. And like, I kind of really learned how to cook those things. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I moved on to what I called the bean phase. And I was mainly working with black and garbanzo, not so many lentils, but, really got into uh, that and then um, fucking endlessly with sweet potatoes. And these are all foods that I ate before fairly regularly, but it was interesting to make them the focal point of my meal mm-hmm. and learning how to make that unique and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like not so much the tofu and the Satan and the tempeh, but like, you know, mm-hmm. really like getting the fullest flavors out of vegetables and, and messing with, certain things to develop uh textures that would duplicate meat you know that i wouldn't have gotten that knowledge if we unfortunately would have like you know that was the one positive thing the pandemic brought to me it gave me that time endless time yeah yeah so i made some cool shit and it's been fun and it's given me a reason to eat less and less meat okay and uh as somebody who works out a lot and you know requires sources of proteins i figured it out 
to the best of my abilities. Um, you know, it's easier to cook meat. I'm not going to lie, but I'm, I'm just over eating dead things. Um, I haven't had beef or pork in some time. I still do eat chicken and fish, but it's like they're, it's decreasing exponentially over time. Like I'll find it that like, Oh, it went from eating a couple times a week. to like, Holy shit. I went two weeks and I didn't have any of that. Okay. Um, you know, and I don't think I'll ever be vegan. Um, I mean, never say never, but like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't ever see that happening. Holy, I'm, I'm, I'm occasionally going to want some fucking cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so. one, one, one thing about the music scene and veganism, the correlation between the two, uh, at least in the hardcore and punk scenes and, uh, and veganism, vegetarianism, I sometimes got rubbed the wrong way by the, I guess the staunch veganism, like by kind of in, in your, not necessarily the in your face, but like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm vegan and, and um, uh, I'm vegetarian for, you know, blah. blah. I, I almost felt like it was a, a point of, of excessive privilege to say that you were vegan or vegetarian sometimes because in poor communities or in, or in po- impoverished parts of Mexico, even like, you don't choose to be vegan or vegetarian. You just are because you can't afford the meat or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or you're getting, you're getting the shit meat from McDonald's because you can pay with EBT stamps or whatever, you know? So like, it was really strange being in the music scene where there's, there's some, uh, there's some privilege and, you know, people who can afford to go to concerts and stuff like that. Like, uh, it was really strange, like going around the country or the continent, seeing people who are like, I understand the implications of the, the, the ethics and the morals of, of being, being a vegan. But like when people are like, uh, Oh, I was, I'm vegan or I was vegan for like six years and I gave it up. It's like, that sounds like such, that sounds like such privilege, you know, nowadays when we talk more about that kind of stuff, you know, I don't um, disagree with it. It's, it sucks that in this country, I think it's a privilege to eat well. I think it's yeah, bullshit. Both. I think yeah. it's, I don't know. I don't like that. Good food should be for everybody. And yes. it should be affordable for everybody. And I don't understand why it's not. Um, I don't know. You know, I remember the first time going to Whole Foods and getting like, groceries wow. from there and spending yeah. the hundreds of dollars that I did. And, and then, and, and, you know, it just struck me like, there's no way that, you know, a poor Southside Chicago family, like out, yeah. you know, totally. is going to be able to afford this food. And, and no wonder they go in 99 cent menu it. Like, it's, oh yeah, I mean, it's it's no coincidence that the poorest communities are the unhealthiest communities and have the most obesity and the diabetes, right? And like else because and at the same time they're living this again. This is probably a different podcast. They're living in the city, which is fucking expensive in itself. No, it's actually you're talking about the right thing for this show because uh, something that I learned when we moved to San Francisco and we did the stuff up there was like it was so crazy because we moved into the hood. And there is no real grocery stores there at all. Like nothing like um, there's no, there's liquor stores that have some grocery food. They're all making like cheap pizza and, you know, taco, whatever, like nothing wrong. You know, I love a good taco and pizza, but uh, there's nowhere for people to buy good food either in this area. You know, they put a grocery store there and it went out of business because, you know, it just, it it was this whole like cycle of it's, it's, it was the cycle of poverty basically. So, um, and it's, and it's the whole foods was nowhere near some 
anywhere in that near that neighborhood where those anyone from that neighborhood could get to, you know, like it's a, it was such a crazy eye-opening experience. And I'm so grateful that we got to do that. Um, where, where the people there don't choose veganism or vegetarianism, they might not even know what that is for one thing. But um, so we were there and we were learning at the same time as my students were learning about food injustice and, and, you know, how to eat healthy and it can be affordable, but it has to be accessible also. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I did Grubhub a little bit, you know, over the pandemic, like just trying to like get work, which is actually like very lucrative. Like Grubhub's not bad. And they give you like little blocks and mine is in like not the most affluent communities. And something I noticed when I like am delivering food in black and brown communities, as opposed to like predominantly white communities, Mm -hmm. like the white, like in the white communities, those deliveries are five, 10 minutes. Oh, it's, the restaurant's like down the, down the street and we're just there and you're done. And like in black and brown communities, I found that like, as you're talking about like accessible food, it's always 20 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes. Like the, like the, the good things are not in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're farther out. And like, that sucks. How do we change like, that? You know, like how do we, how do we, it's hard to, it's hard I don't to know. I don't know how the food cost works for the farmer who's doing all grass fed beef and everything else. I don't know, you know, but I do think that it's very much a shame that like to be healthy in America, like costs a shit ton of money from oh, yeah. your health care oh, yeah. oh, yeah. to the fact that like, if you want to eat good food, it's not the cheapest solution. I'm very fortunate. Look, I am a single white dude. I live by myself. I got to take care of fucking meat. I afford good food, but if I had a family, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could, you know, but I think about that, like, yeah, man, just going to try to give people sustenance uh-huh. at some point. And yeah. it's, it's, it's really, it's, it sucks. It's yeah, unfortunate. It, it makes you think about, uh, you know, I, if it makes you think about yourself and what kind of what we're doing, or I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, it makes you think about myself and what, what can we do for the people around us in our house, in our neighborhood? And, you know, it goes, it should go out from there. It should go you that you're this circle, this circle, this circle, this circle, like that. And obviously, um, and this is not to shit on any of my farmers and my beef ranchers or anything like that. It's expensive to raise animals, you know, to, uh, as you know, even just having dogs in the house, it's expensive to like take care of a living. Yeah. So if you're raising grass fed beef or like, you know, chickens or this, all this, this and that, it's expensive for them to do that. And that goes, that goes into like, you know, how much is it costing to like grow things and to, for the animals to eat and all this kind of stuff. It's like this whole, this whole other cycle on the other side of, of veganism. It's like those things cost a ton of money to, to do. That's why this, whatever beef is expensive or, or whole, or why whole foods is expensive is because they're putting all this money into organic products and packaging. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The Bodhi came up. Bodhi. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yes that's awesome um so anyways uh we should we should get back figure out a way to take our path back to music you know sorry buddy i i tend to ramble no. And I apologize. no no not rambling i just i wanted to talk about that since since you and i are doing bo- doing both industries you know um so you get it and, you and i know, say her to you you have to know her yeah, like I, it's the people who te- the people who say heard back to me or copy or anything like that. I know that they know. You know, yeah. the other day, the other day, I was driving on the freeway, the the one of the highways around here, and doing an doing an on ramp or an off ramp from the freeway to the street, 
you know, it's a big loop. And I'm all corner. <laughs> Just, but I see driving, you come to the bathrooms, man. Yeah, like yeah. in public. In per- like, yeah, you know, the library or the grocery store. They're like, what? The- well, dude, my favorite is when I say coming out and they're like, what? <laughs> I know, but I, I was in the, I was in the vehicle with my kids and they're like, why'd you say corner? Like, we're not even <laughs> But I was like, uh, I just wanted the other cars to know I was coming around the corner, I guess. <laughs> but, no, that's funny. Do you listen to music uh, like when you're when you're cooking or when you're work? Like, do you are you oh, inspired absolutely, by, man? You know, totally. A hundred percent. One of my favorite things to do is to just like get a, a new dish idea, you know, and try to experiment with something in my kitchen. And I sit and I have dance party with, you know, with my dogs and I throw on like, um, you know, it. I had a big jazz phase of cooking because that was just mm-hmm. fun and soothing. But then, like, mm-hmm. it, it it segued back into like punk and hardcore, and like, you know, I was like, I remember one day, like, I threw on like Dragon Force, and like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm making the most triumphant fucking food. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, dude, just and everything's like riding on eagles' wings into the flames of glory that they're singing yeah. about. So I was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, flames of glory while I'm chopping shit. Um, it was a blast. Like I love listening to music when I cook. I mean, it, it gets you in a rhythm. It gets you in a flow. I'll actually like, even before I'm going to work, like to serve, I'll like have a song in mind that like, I really like and pound it into the ground mm-hmm. the whole way there. And then that plays through my mind throughout the shift. Oh, there you go. And, like, keeps me in like a rhythm and flow. I mean, you know, timing yeah. and tempo of like my shift and how I go. And I just like move to that. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a big fan of ska music, like huge, like fan of ska music. Uh, so I love cooking the ska. Okay. Like ska is probably like my favorite music to cook to in general. Which, and it which be, ska? Like what kind of ska? Can, that's what I was saying. It could be first wave or third. I okay. kind of, when I'm cooking, I prefer like a nice first wave, yeah. specials-esque kind of vibe. Like I could listen to Hepcat's Right On Time record mm-hmm. whenever, you know, it's just such a great album. Um, God, my fucking dogs. Hey, <laughs> that's all right. I like, good, hey. I love a good chihuahua sometimes. Yeah. Dude, he's <laughs> 14 years old and she's torturing him. She wants a friend. <laughs> oh, um, but like, I love first way Scott, dude. Like, I mean like those, the, like the last few mad caddies records that came out, the, like where they like got like a little bit more like mid tempo-y, uh, mm-hmm. more traditional and like New Orleans jazz shit. And they're like, I love those records from them. Yeah. Um, so like I love cooking to that. What's funny is going to work though, like where I said, like I pounded a song into my head. I can say the one song I've listened to over like it's gotta be a decade almost by now. If it's not, it's close. Is uh I love the song The Heart is Hard to Find by Jimmy Eat World. Do you know that song? No. Well, I might it's but the, I... It's, it is the first song off the record invented. And it's oh. a straight up acoustic song. Okay. Um hundred percent acoustic and like it's just got this beat and it sounds like total fucking dad rock but i love it like it's <laughs> and it's just got this like tempo like doom dad doom rock. doom doom do it and like i love that fucking song and like i've listened to that so many times going to work just getting it's like a pleasant melody good beat keeps you moving and i don't know how you feel when you're at work but like i work in a rhythm i don't know if that's because i'm also with music oh you know yeah, for sure. like there, there's a rhythm and a movement and and a, it's a fluidity kind of the, how you bob and weave and you're working Heart. in and out between your coworkers. Like we said, you stay behind, you tap, you move, you go corner, this, that, like, I will say this, the place I work runs like a fucking well-oiled machine like that. Like 
time and tempo is good, but I, yeah, I totally get, get into the zone with my music when I cook. Good. Long story short, I cook with Scott. <laughs> Scott. So you, so when's the cookbook coming out? <laughs> mm. When he, like, uh, cause, cause I, I really like it when, um, cause I do food and music pairings. So like, like you said, you're, if you're cooking and you really love listening to, like I listen to Toots and the Maytals in the kitchen a lot. Um, I like that, uh, that kind of tempo of reggae, you know, toots mm-hmm. and, um, or like, um, some, excuse me, it'll go into other, it'll, uh, play others, others there too. But, um, if you could like pair, you know, pair, say like one of your, one of your like vegan dishes, and then you would say, Hey, I have, here's a ska playlist that I would pair with this food or whatever like that, you know, like you could have this whole thing, or maybe we could just all collaborate on a re- recipe book, you know, like that um, would be amazing. And then, the like, sound- um, especially since much the same as re- a ukulele band now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, don't know. I think that if somebody listened to that ukulele song, they're going to be like, I think we just really killed the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like the saddest it's, song you've ever fucking wrote. It's, like, for it's, anybody who doesn't know, that song in particular is about, like, our guitarist battle with cancer, which he won. He's fine. But, like, he's yeah. my best friend. And, oh, my God, hold on. Okay. Uh, dude, my dog just took a dump on the rug. Anyway, sorry, sorry. We were talking about I forget where we were. We were talking about we'll collaborate on a cookbook and do a pairings playlist. Uh, Hell yeah! yeah and I feel time. like you know what? I feel like ska is very good for vegetarian cooking because it's like it's a mellow, peaceful music. Yeah, and then nothing's we being about, hurt. Exactly. Yeah, we we were yeah. getting we were saying we were going into like uh, much the same music talking about. We were kind of talking about the ukulele song, but I wanted to mm. say, I wanted to ask, you know, kind of a, kind of a closing segment is, do you have a much the same favorite kind of song that, that either you play or you wrote or like that, you know, overall in much the same lore? There's a, there's a few for sure. I always like, I remember. And why? And why? Yeah. So I think if I have to pick it overall. It's a song called What I Know off our second record, which is called Survive. Uh, Dan, our guitarist, wrote the music. Chris, our singer, wrote the lyrics and the melody. And they just killed it. And I don't think the reason I like that song so much is because, like, it was, I I think, even though it's just a fast skate punk song, which is what we do, Mm -hmm. here's why I like that song so much because we were. We were trying so hard with our first record to like emulate so many other bands. Oh, we want to sound like Thrice. I want to sound like Rising Against. Oh, we want to sound like this band. You know, whatever. Fuck it. You know, this enter fat record band here. Um, (laughs) We were we were very concerned with like sounding and and throw Dogwood into the mix actually too, dude. Like our band fucking love Dogwood. Um, Thank you. Either way, yeah, no sweat, man. And. uh, when we wrote that song, what I know, like it was the first like poppy fast song we wrote. Uh Um, but it was still like super fucking fast. But I remember like thinking like, dude, this is like, this reminds me of the MXPX I used to love, you know, those songs. Like I wanted to write those songs and I felt like we hadn't written those songs up until that point. So I love that song a lot. Still one of my favorites. Nice. That's good to have. It's good to have like, your go-to or like your personal, you know, I really love this song, you know, like, cause then you're going to, you're going to play. Like I said earlier, 
throwback to the beginning of the episode. It's like you'll, your passion will exude into that performance. I think, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then a couple other thingies is blah, blah, blah. We, and I know you're, I know you're a comic nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, but the, you're wearing the, you're wearing Thundercats. I am. Like, sure. Um, do you think that, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, do you think like Zack Snyder should make a Thundercats movie? <laughs> God. Have you seen the memes for Zack Snyder's like Blues Clues? Or no. like, is that no? Okay, no. all right. So that, 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 this is where I'm going. It's like, I don't know, man. We don't need our, like, I don't need everything in fucking slow motion, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that 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 style. So yeah, no, no, I okay. don't need. It. I did watch the Snyder cut, and it was better. Jared Leto's still a terrible Joker, um, and that's not because he's not Heath Ledger. That's not what I'm saying. Like. You know, it's like, no, he was just really bad at doing it. He got two shots at it. He still sucked. Oh. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, no, I don't need a Thundercats movie with Zack. Zack right. I, I always just thought it would be cool to have, see a, a, one of the, like a Thundercats or something like that in a, in a longer performance. And so it's not just like a quick, you know. Oh, uh, well, if there's a, actually, my friend, you are in luck. Because on MovieWeb today, which is like a website, there things are in the works for the Thundercats movie. Like Lo and as behold. a whole, this is like today that, okay, this, that I read this. Maybe that's why you're wearing the shirt and I brought it up and all that. It's meant to be. It's actually super coincidental, but this actually came in the mail like today. And I was Perfect. like, oh, sick. So this is the first time it. I'm wearing it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, okay, quick fire questions. And you get to answer off the top of your head. No thinking. Ready? We're going to do it. It's t- okay. It's time. Yeah. Same here. It's time for quick fire. So ready? Coffee or tea? Coffee. All the way. Who's your brand? Who's your go-to brand or whatever? <laughs> I drink shitty Folgers, but I mean, I Folgers crystals, baby. Okay. But in my home, it's just Folgers, man. Just black Folgers. Good. Okay. Well, that's fine. If, if you like it, you like it, you know, ready? This is controversial. San Diego versus Chicago. Don't, but the question is tacos or pizza? Tacos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to, is that going to ruffle some feathers in your neighborhood? Like <laughs> Chicago oh, stuff? I, I'll be good. I'll okay. Be yeah. Fine. All right. Yeah. You better lock <laughs> your doors. You better shut your windows. Um, okay. And then uh, for our beer side here is uh, lagers or IPA. I, I hate to say Come on. IPA, but I'm I'm an IPA guy. Like I know it's so cliche, but I do love lagers, man. I do love lagers. Like make yeah, no mistake, totally. That I love lagers. I love that bready, you know, mist that comes with a good Hellas. See, but you said uh, I hate. I you said I hate to say it, but I love IPAs. What does that? What does that mean? I think that it's just become such a stigma that, like, you know, of course you like IPAs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just like. Well, you're telling me. I'm in, I'm in San Diego, life. you know? What's up? I was like, I'm in San Diego. You're telling me, like, you know, IPA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the West Coast hot fucking cat. You know, <laughs> you have yeah. no West Coast IPA, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I will say that I definitely prefer West Coast IPAs to the Northeast style. I'm not, I don't like my beers oversaturated with lactose. And okay. I can only drink so many things that taste like papayas, but at the same time, how many things can I taste that drink? Like grapefruit, like I don't know. Yeah, but I know I prefer uh, 
uh, West Coast style over Northeast for sure. Okay. The Northeast IPA has definitely been a thing over the last whatever amount of time in the market. Got you. Um, okay, good. So that's cool. I mean, uh, I totally vibe with everything you're saying. Cause I like lagers. Uh, I would say I like them more than IPAs. Like I can appreciate an IPA, but I can't really have that many cause it makes me sneeze and stuff like that. Um, I can pair more, I can pair more food with lagers and that, that whole side of beers, Pilsners and Hellas oh, for and sure, all. man. Um, uh, Amber's I can, do, so IPA is very picky when it comes to like the pairing sometimes for me, at least for, for what I'm doing. Um, so I can it can be fun it. to do like an IPA. Like if you get like, you know, a high IBU IPA, I mean, sometimes that's fun to pair with something sweet for the contrast mm-hmm. or the flavor. Like I can dig, you know what I mean? Like I like sometimes going opposite to opposite, like just because I'm having a steak doesn't mean I want a fat ass stout, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, like you would do like a red glass of wine or whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. but like lagers for sure. And pilsners for sure are like less abrasive palate beers when it comes to food pairing like that's why we drink them at ball games and we love them in good weather like they yeah yeah they're 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 kind of good for every situation is uh is uh has or is there plans for a much the same or burn rebuild to do any beer collaborations uh i i've talked with like one brewery dude i mean burn rebuild no we're just not on the radar like you know for that kind of thing not that much saying necessarily is, but you know, I have like friends there in breweries, like they've talked about it. There is one like kind of like unofficialish beer that was brewed a few years ago called American Idol from, which is uh, one of our songs off of our second record. And that was brewed by, do you guys have rock bottom out in California? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like it was a rock bottom brewer in Illinois that I knew yeah. and he brewed like American Idol. And it was like, you know, we took a photo together, but it wasn't like, it wasn't distributed or anything of that nature. Um, and the same brewers now with a different brewery were like, we mentioned it, but it's going to be, you know, on his time when he's like, Hey man, want to do it? Yeah, sure. Let's go. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, but I think that that's one of the coolest things that's happened with the, the beer industry is like all the band pairings and mm-hmm. things like that. And yeah. That becomes a part of the anniversaries and make it happen. You know, like do it, then- <laughs> always close. And then you can do a show, uh, but to release it, the, right at the brewery or whatever. Um, oh, for sure, dude! One of the coolest things I got to be a part of is uh, when 350 released a Mike Herrera, like uh, they released oh, yeah. the Coconut Ninja beer, and yeah. like fucking Mike came out and played. And maybe because I knew a couple guys, I got to open that show. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> good, good job. Well, like, yeah, like that. That's. I love how these cultures have melted over couple years it's fantastic sure. wow. it's been it's been good for the for like me doing um <laughs> okay what uh here's a question a listener question for you uh, <laughs> why it says why is everything is fine the greatest record ever and who is the female vocal on you used to have a garden side note that's an epic track i will tell you why it's the greatest record ever because daniel gorman wrote it and that dude like poured himself into that album like nobody's business that album is true that album is honest everything on that record is like the one thing that like i can say that much same has never done is like we've never written like the song where it's like oh it's just a story of you know a hypothetical like anything that you get from us like 
happened. And I feel that we're very honest about our situations, mm-hmm. even the uncomfortable things, which I think makes for the best art and songwriting, personally. Yep. I think yep. Actually, Billy Joel, Billy Joe said that, not me. He's like, you gotta get uncomfortable, man. You gotta talk about your uncomfortable shit to write a great song. And Dan got uncomfortable. He talked about his cancer. He talked about his divorce. He talked about everything. I mean, we all dabbled in writing in those songs. But at the end of the day, it's his. Like, is used okay. to have a guard in mind? Yeah, fine. One out of nine. You know what I mean? But like that dude fucking wrote that record. And Chris produced it very well and put himself into it. Kevin. I'm sad that a lot of people will not get to play with that guy because he's a phenomenal drummer. Yeah, uh, it totally. is so much fun to play with Jevin, especially as a bassist. Like, so, but long story longer, um, <laughs> that record is good because, and I'll get to the used to have a garden thing too. That record is good because Dan just put it out there. Yeah, and he wrote about what was going on, and he did it very poetically and romantically, and he did a great job. So, if you like that record, it, it, why is it the best record? Because Dan wrote a fucking great record. That's why that's a great one. It it is very good. It is very good. Um, Um, uh, The uh, female vocal, if I may, is a a girl uh named Julian McGee from Chicago. Uh, I used to have a garden. She was in a band called Turnspit and now does her own own thing with a band called Hi Ho. Uh, She's an extremely gifted, extremely talented uh, musician. Um, She recently just put out a uh, cover song of uh, Heard That Sound from MXPX2 that went on like a benefit comp for cancer uh, recently, but like check out her stuff. She's great. Yeah. You can find her, her old band turns bit and her current band. Hi ho. Um, I'm pretty much all the streaming services. Follow on Instagram. She's great with yoga, all that good stuff. And yeah, okay. she killed it. Like nice. she killed that song. That's awesome. Like she did a great job. That's that, that, uh, that uh, in particular is a good pairing. Like having the, the female vocals on there, a little bit lighter side of things. Um, you know, um, another question for another question actually for you from the from somebody else is which <laughs> which track on that record pairs best with a burrito? On everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what song? Homecoming, and I'll tell you why. Okay. All right, because homecoming is all about just getting down and doing something that you love, and I love eating a good burrito, and I yeah. can just see myself picking up saying, "Is this my fate? <laughs> you can't walk away from those things." You know, and just okay going through that. Like that song is about finding bliss in the things you truly love, and I love burritos. Amen. So yeah, me too. Next, say, time you, next time you come out here, I got you. Heard, heard that. <laughs> Rad man. Well, th- I, it's been it's been really good doing this with you. I, I I would love to do like a part two, three, four. You know, get add a band member each time to 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 your couch there, and uh, you know, uh, anytime, the man. And uh, yeah, sorry if I got a little bit ranty. You know, I'm no, long winded, no. so. Well, that's what they're for. That's what podcasts are for. Um, but, you know, the reason I didn't have the whole band or whatever, because, I mean, I know the members, but, like, you in particular are in the industries that I'm in. So it's, it's a oh, good, for sure. good match, you know? I love it. Um, so that's why I want to do stuff like this, because there is a good overlap and intersectionality between the two. Uh, uh, why is there such a common thread? My first job was a busboy 
in a restaurant and now I'm mm-hmm. chefing and, you know, so it's like, we, we, we know, and we've been there. So that's good. You know, it's, it's kind of all much the same. Ah, Damn. <laughs> nailed it. Gah, perfect timing. Um, it. Yeah. Give me one, give me a, hit us with one last nugget of wisdom. Maybe, maybe from your family or, or from yourself or, or something or something. You're one last nugget of wisdom. Yeah. Nugget of wisdom was, you know, I just, um, you know, I didn't want to, get overly political or controversial or anything. I don't think there's anything controversial about going out and getting your vaccine, especially as a restaurant worker. Um, you want to go out to eat. I want you to come out to eat. I want you to be safe. I want me to be safe. My coworkers to be safe. They're immune compromised family to be safe. Um, we all want to get back to normal as soon as possible. And that's part of it. And if you want to not see shutdowns again and things of that nature, like, look, you can believe what you want, but, it's going to happen if we don't take care of this. So um, yeah. if you have the capability to get your shots, I just say go with it. If you're not going to get your shots, please just continue to mask up and do whatever you got to do so that you can enjoy good food and, and the people that can serve you will enjoy good food as well. It heard. I love so, it. Yes. So basically, yeah. stay safe, be smart, stay safe, and love one another. Like uh, through that, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yep. I love it. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, this is great. Look forward to great. hearing some some new songs from both both of your bands and seeing you in person, maybe at a maybe at a concert or maybe at a taco shop or whatever. For sure, yeah, and maybe uh, you see you on the next MTS shit, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Oh, whenever you want. I'm there. Um, and then we can send files back and forth now. So I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's how we wrote our last album. <laughs> exactly. So I, yeah. uh, um, and then, uh, yeah, I appreciate you being on the family cast. That's awesome. And we'll, we'll just figure out a way to, to get, to, uh, get in front of each other physically sometime soon. I hope so, dude. Yeah, man. Say hi to the guys for me. Yeah, man. You be safe. Okay. Family. Ciao, Bella. Take it easy. Yeah, thank you, Frank. That was a good time. Mr. Frankie Chukalas, ladies and gentlemen, Frankie Chukalas, bass player of Much the Same and bass player and songwriter of Burn Rebuild. That was a fun time we just had, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, so just thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, super appreciate your listenership and all the fun times that we have been having so far. This was a fun episode because Frank is a fun fun person right uh go out and support much the same if you can go out and support burn rebuild get some records get some merch download some songs uh go see a live show of course when you can do that contact them online much the same com is their website that'll get you a hold of everybody uh burn rebuild is on Bandcamp and other uh, places like you know youtube everything everywhere you can find music you're probably going to find these guys so and also if you're in the chicago land area Go visit him at work, you know, give him tip your waiter, as they say, you know. So, yeah, can't wait to see these guys in person again. Um, until then, I'm just going to say a few more things and give you two songs from Frank, Frank E, Frank, Frank Y, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call him. Don't call him that. Only I can do that. So 
Um, before we get to the songs, just wanted to say shout out to uh, Sleepless Coffee Cult for sending me some coffee beans. That's got me all amped. As you can tell, I'm talking a little fast. Plus, I'm listening to much the same in the background. So that's come, that always pumps me up. Um, you know, I, I like to see bands carrying the torch for the for the 90s skate punk flag and stuff like that. But also, yeah, Sleepless Coffee Cult is from Sleepless Clothing Company. They, they're generous enough to share beans. Essex Coffee Roasters, Aaron, my man, is from episode seven. Go back and listen to that. He sent me some coffee beans, the Good Riddance collab, beans, Mother Superior blend. Super good. Forgotten coffee. <laughs> That's a good play on words for the Good Riddance album. And also uh, Liquid Death. Thanks all the, thanks for the, the good times uh, with your sparkly mountain water. Murder your thirst. And uh, if you go to shop at liquiddeath.com and essexcoffeeroasters.com, either one, you can put in the code FAMCAST at checkout and you'll get 10% off um, of your purchase. And also, you know, they might throw in some fun stuff for you. Who knows? Be a good person. See what happens. What else we got here? Uh, planning. I'm planning some fun things with a beer dinner in May with New Belgium Brewing and some other some other fun guests. Can't really tell you everything right now. But in the middle of May, I wanna, I'm going to do a beer dinner with New Belgium. So be on the lookout for that. Tickets will go on sale soon for that if you need to find me uh in person just uh if you have my number hit me up you can come to the kitchen and check it out and do some we always do tastings of the of the pairings before we do the event so if you want to get in on some of the the action before it all goes down let's do it okay uh what else we got here so lastly support our show by sharing it with a friend share the show s-r-r-s-s um we have a patreon page patreon.com forward slash family cast uh, we're going to be doing some bonus episodes on there i'll probably actually release one or two of the bonus episodes that'll be on there so you kind of get a, a glimpse of what what's going to be available to you extra footage um album reviews maybe some vanity projects with my music whatever who knows i don't know it, i can do whatever i want and uh what else basically just follow the family cast on instagram that's the family cast and uh, everything is usually on there we have a website that's being worked on, so everything will be easy to find. Just wanted to make sure that, you know, we're totally accessible to everybody. So figuring out ways to do videos, maybe with some even some sign language stuff. I'm working, I'm working that out as we speak. So, um, yeah, just, uh, just help us out by sharing the episodes. Whichever your favorite one is, share that with a friend. Post it on Facebook, whatever. We don't have a Facebook page. I have a Facebook page personally, but uh, I, I'll use it every once in a while for this or that. But Facebook is still kind of uh, still kind of a weird battleground right now, so I, I tend to stay stay off of it more than other websites. So if you use it, though, feel free to share the shows, share the episodes, whatever. Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, so the songs. The last part of the show here is some music from Frank's bands. So first up, we got "Burn Rebuild," a song he wrote about you know his relationship as a musician and, and in real life with people just kind of getting to where you need to get to and not, you know, not really, I guess, taking everyone on the, along the way with you is kind of an interpretation. Um, I will let the words and the music speak for themselves in that song. The call, song is called Skin and Blood. It's on, uh, it's not, it's from Burn Rebuild. It's on their Bandcamp page along with some other songs. And then from the much the same album, Everything is Fine, we're going to play You Used to Have a Garden. It's a song Frank wrote about his family. Um, some personal stuff in there. 
but basically it's about his, the garden that was at his, his parents' house that his dad ten, tended to and still tends to. But it's kind of one of the things that they can they can relate to each other by speaking on the, about the garden at least. So from there, we mend our relationships from the garden. So as always, that's a, a good food pairing, you know, the garden, whatever the garden may be. It's, a, it's just something that we take care of. So two songs for you. I bid you a fond farewell until next time, my friends, mi familia, amigos, and everything in between. The family cast appreciates you. Food and music is life, yes? Food and music is life, yes? Yes, indeed. Here's two songs from Frank's band's Burned Rebuild and much the same. And we'll talk to you soon on the next episode of The Family Cast. Ciao, Bella.
Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. Yeah. <laughs>